Welcome to Perspectives, Faskin's legal voices on business. I'm Emma Ali Mohammadi, an associate in the dispute resolution and insurance practice groups. I'm joined by my colleague, Andresha Hinkerman, who is also an associate in dispute resolution. Emma and I will be discussing the right of a data subject to institute civil action against a responsible party for damages as a result of a breach in terms of the Protection of Personal Information Act 4 of 2013, which is also otherwise known as POPI or PAPIA. Andy, did you know that the Act is correctly referred to as POPIA and not POPI in order to keep it close to its sister act, PIA? That actually makes sense, Emma, since both acts have to do with information, which is interesting. PIA is about freedom of information, while PAPIA is about privacy. PAPIA has obviously taken the center stage and is definitely here to stay. I'd say there's been widespread panic with the build-up and commencement of PAPIA starting from the 1st of July 2021. The panic is mainly due to the somewhat onerous compliance requirements imposed by POPIA, which is a comprehensive data protection legislation and its accompanying regulations. In short, these requirements mainly include the establishment of compliance frameworks, compilation of personal information impact assessments, drafting of PIA manuals, and conducting extensive training sessions. Andy, I've enjoyed giving extensive training sessions across industries over the last couple of months. This is a really important part of an organization's PAPIA compliance. I digress, however. Today, our focus will not be on achieving practical compliance of PAPIA, but rather the enforcement and consequences of non-compliance of the Act. Before we jump into things, Emma, I'd like to clarify a few terms for our listeners. A data subject is defined in Poppy as any natural or juristic person, so that would be a person like myself or you or even a company or a partnership. It's interesting because the European Union General Data Protection Regulations, which is basically the equivalent of Poppy in South Africa, doesn't actually cover juristic persons, which is a responsible party, private or public body, that determines the purpose and means of processing of personal information. So it would be somebody like your employer, for example, or a company. Just to touch on briefly what personal information is, Andy. Personal information is basically any information that can identify a natural or juristic person. It's broadly defined by the Act and includes race, gender, pregnancy, marital status, employment and financial history. It also includes contact details and even the views and opinions of a person. Now that we've got the basics sorted, the enforcement of POPI is dealt with in terms of Chapter 10 of POPIA. This chapter sets out the sanctions imposed on a responsible party for non-compliance with certain provisions of POPIA, and it also deals with complaints by data subjects to the information regulator, who is the watchdog authority who ensures the enforcement of the Act. So in a nutshell, I'll take us through some of the sanctions that may result due to the bridges of the Act. First of all, the regulator can impose a fine on a responsible party who is in contravention of poppy not exceeding the amount of 10 million rand. That's a pretty hefty fine. Do you think it's likely to be enforced by the information regulator? It is also a form of revenue for the government, so I think it is likely to be enforced. Another consequence of non-compliance includes imprisonment in terms of Section 107 of the Act. So for serious offences, the responsible party, an information officer, may be imprisoned for a period not exceeding 10 years, or to both a fine and imprisonment. So serious offences, examples such as obstructing the regulator and failing to comply with property enforcement notices. 
For less serious offences, for example, hindering an official in the execution of a search or seizure warrant, the maximum penalty would be a fine or imprisonment for a period not exceeding 12 months, or even both a fine and imprisonment. Who would face imprisonment, though? That would be the organisation's information officer. The information officer plays a critical role in an organisation and has a responsibility to ensure an organisation's overall compliance with the Act. So the information officer is the one who will be responsible for any non-compliance with the Act. So when the information officer or regulator comes knocking at your door, you know. (laughs) Not sure if I'd like to be an information officer then. That's quite a hefty penalty there. But before we get carried away, Emma, our focus for this podcast is that a data subject may institute civil action against a responsible party for damages. And this is as a result of a breach in terms of Section 99 of the Act. Now, this section states that a data subject or the regulator acting on behalf of the data subject may institute civil proceedings for patrimonial or non-patrimonial damages whether or not there is an intent or negligence on the part of the responsible party. Patrimonial damages relate to the reduction in a person's financial position, say for example due to the leak of the data subject's personal information by the responsible party. Non-patrimonial loss, on the other hand, does not really have a monetary value. So here examples would include, in our context, perhaps pain and suffering or emotional shock due to the leak of the data subject's personal info. For the purposes of this section, are we now talking about any kind of breach of any of the provisions of Poppy? No. So Andy, here we're only talking about the breaches referred to in Section 73 of Poppy. For example, any breach of the conditions for the lawful processing of personal information as referred to in Chapter 3. For example, if a data subject is a minor and the consent of a competent person required in terms of Section 111A is not obtained, this would be a breach of Condition 2, which deals with processing limitation. And so this breach would accordingly fall under Section 99. Section 22 of Poppy deals with the responsible party's obligation to notify data subjects of security compromises and may also result in civil action to be taken against the responsible party. Now, this, for example, would be non-compliance with the section and may include instances where an unauthorized person accesses or acquires the personal information of a data subject and the responsible party fails to notify the data subject and the information regulator accordingly. You mentioned that a data subject can sue a responsible party even in instances where the responsible party has been negligent. I find this really interesting. This is a really strict form of liability. Are there any defences that can be raised by the responsible party in defending this type of action? Yes, there are a few defences and these are recorded in terms of Section 99, Subsection 2 of the Act. They also include majors, acts of God, consent of a data subject, a fault on the part of the plaintiff, compliance where it was not reasonably practicable in the circumstances of that particular case, or in instances where the regulator has granted an exemption in terms of Section 37 of the Act. You mentioned earlier that civil action can be instituted by the regulator on behalf of the data subject. It's my understanding that this would naturally be the more preferable option given the high cost of litigation. Absolutely. And although we can take guidance from foreign jurisprudence, we're more likely to see the institution of class actions in South Africa, especially in instances of a wide-scale data breach. For example, um, Canada is one of the countries that has seen a growing number of class actions in courts and have adopted the approach of a roundtable discussion as opposed to costly and lengthy litigation. What happens if the data subject is successful in bringing the civil action against the responsible party? 
So section 99 subsection 3 of the Act regulates this in terms of which a court may award an amount that is just and equitable, and this amount may include the payment of damages as compensation for patrimonial and non-patrimonial loss suffered by a daughter subject, and this would be as a result of the breach of the provisions in terms of this Act. An example of a ruling on compensation was recently handed down in the High Court in London, where judgment in terms of a daughter protection case was linked to President Trump's involvement in Russia and the so-called Russia dossier steel report. In the case of Avon Fredman and Kahn versus Orbis Business Intelligence, the High Court awarded £18,000 to two individuals of Russian or Ukrainian origin as compensation for breaches of data protection law, and this was for the distress caused to them by the processing of inaccurate data about them. In another case, TLT versus Secretary of State for the Home Department and Home Office, it's a 2016 judgment. The Home Office wrongly published personal information or details of around 1,600 applicants for asylum or leave to remain. The claimants claim for misuse of private information and breach of the DPA, which is somewhat similar to our Poppy Act, for causing them distress. The court in this instance found it appropriate to cross-refer to compensation for psychological injury in circumstances where the claimants were put in shock and fear as a result of the disclosure of their personal data. So in comparison to the case that you mentioned a moment ago, here the court awarded the claimants awards of between £2,500 to £12,500. That's quite interesting, Emma. So how would you then go about mitigating the quantum of damages? It's really important that the responsible party is able to prove that they have taken adequate, technical and reasonable security measures to have prevented the breach. So this is where an organization's peer policies, risk assessments, compliance frameworks and the like will become very important. In conclusion, our dispute resolution and litigation practice is fully equipped and skilled to deal with this type of litigation. The FASCIN team has extensive experience in navigating PAPIA compliance for organizations across industries, litigating in courts, and aiding clients in navigating crises, especially when a difficult or important decision must be made. I'm Emma Ali Mohammadi. I'm Andresha Hinkerman. Thank you for listening to FASCIN Perspectives.